When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, Bitcoin hits a new nine-month high above $28,000 as the markets flip-flop over the FOMC. And breaking news just in, a new Texas Bitcoin bill has been introduced. Quoting it here, shall know by this resolution that the Bitcoin economy is welcome in Texas. Citizens shall always feel free and safe in their ownership and use of Bitcoin in the state of Texas. Let's go. We'll also be discussing the U.S. exploring ways to guarantee the country's $18 trillion of bank deposits. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as no CBDC in Florida, says their governor, DeSantis. That's right. Florida's Republican leader is emphatically opposed to the state surveillance threat posed by CBDCs. And quoting Congressman Tom Emmer, the very ethos of CBDCs is everything that Bitcoin and America stand against. Touche. We'll also be discussing the Fed blowing up the financial system as per Strike CEO Jack Maulers, who was recently interviewed, quoting him here. There are only two things I can guarantee in this world. Nobody can live forever and nobody can create more than 21 million Bitcoin. For everything else, there will always be more supply given enough demand. That's why the only two things I truly value are my life and my Bitcoin. Very powerful words. Also in today's show, the former Coinbase CTO doubles down on his $1 million massive Bitcoin price prediction and compares the U.S. dollar to the collapsed World War I currency. We'll also be discussing macro guru Raul Powell updates his outlook on Bitcoin and predicts Bitcoin to reach $50,000 within the next year and also says that six figures, including 250000 is inevitable. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is podcast episode number 1227. I'm your host, JV, and today we're live at 4 p.m., which is a different time slot, and I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Let's kick off today's show, checking out the market. We have everything pumping, which I love to see. Bitcoin up 1% for the day and maintaining above $28,000 support. XRP looks like the biggest gainer, up 26%, now trading at roughly 47 cents. You also have Ether up 2%, trading under $1,800. And Binance Coin up about a half a percent, trading at $333. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the crypto market cap fast approaching the $1.2 trillion mark with about 
about $67 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 46.2%, with the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, XRP leading the pack, up now 27%, trading at roughly $0.48, cents, followed by Magic, up 14%, trading just under 2 bucks. followed by Stellar Lumens, which is actually a fork off the XRP network, trading at 11% high for the day, trading at uh, just under 10 cents. And with that being shared, checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, XRP is also leading that pack up 25%, Hex is up 13%, and XLM up 9.6%, along with Magic up 13.7%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, now the highest this has been in a very long time at a 68 in greed. Yesterday was a 66, last week a 56, and last month a 60. So there you have it, and welcome again to everyone just tuning in at today's special time slot for Crypto News Alerts. Now let's actually dive into today's Today's technical analysis and check out some of the charts and what's happened with this price action. Bitcoin headed to a new nine-month high after the March 21st Wall Street Open as the Fed interest rate decision looms. And right here looking at a very bullish one-hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin approaching 28.5 on Bitstamp. Let's go. The latest in a succession of multi-month highs. The latest Bitcoin price action precedes what promised to be a volatile day for the markets. The Fed will announce how far it if at all, it will hike its baseline interest rate on March 22nd, which is tomorrow, with the pause of the hiking cycle seen as a boon in waiting for risk assets. Heavily interested to see the outcome tomorrow, said crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, and also shared this update, potential sweep into the highs. Closing the CME gap, trapping everyone and creating bearish divergences is an ideal concept. Key zone, $28,700. Send it. And Bitcoin nonetheless produced interesting moves on the day with the dollar gains coming alongside volatility and the overall crypto market cap dominance. As pointed out right here, altcoins are bleeding while Bitcoin is still consolidating around the highs, Warren Van de Pop. Money rotating from altcoins towards Bitcoin amid fears for tomorrow's FOMC meeting. I'd stay relatively calm on positions as well. Obvious opportunities will arise, as they always do. Now, the subsequent come down after the Wall Street Open was described by popular crypto trader Crypto Tony as an interesting dump on Bitcoin dominance, creating a spike in altcoins and a mixed signal reflected market ideas from the FOMC meeting. And according to CME Group's FedWatch tool, the majority now foresaw a 25 basis point rate hike in contrast to the pause favored previously. And analyzing the trader behavior, on-chain monitoring resource, material indicators revealed a blanket buying on the largest global exchange Binance. The snapshot of the Bitcoin order book showed both large volume and small volumes increasing exposure pre-FOMC. That's right, 28.5 and 29,000 formed the strongest resistance levels at this time, while the nearest significant support was further from the spot price at 27,000. So those are the spots to keep your eyes out on. And big breaking news for the state of Texas. Uh, new Texas Bitcoin bill was introduced, which says, uh, shall know by this resolution that the Bitcoin Bitcoin economy is welcome in Texas and citizens shall always feel free and safe in their ownership and use of Bitcoin in the state of Texas. And I hope many other states in the United States are to follow suit as Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. Now, with that being shared, now let's break down this 18 trillion, which is kind of insane to even say this number. U.S. officials are reportedly studying ways to expand the current scope of deposit insurance that would guarantee that all U.S. bank deposits should be 
current banking crisis if it was to worsen. The current deposit insurance cap under the FDIC stands at 250000 However, following the collapse of several banks in March, there have been calls to increase that amount. That's because the fear is widespread and they're trying to do everything to prevent these bank runs. Organizations such as the Mid-Sized Bank Coalition of America called on March 18th for the cap to be lifted for the next two years, citing a need to protect depositors and to stop capital being pulled from the smaller banks for supposedly safer looking heavyweights like Bitcoin, the safest. And according to a March uh, 21st Bloomberg report citing people with knowledge of the talks, the Treasury Department staff members are currently discussing the possibility of the FDIC being able to expand the current deposit insurance beyond the max cap to cover all deposits. And according to the FDIC, domestic U.S. bank deposits totaled $17.7 trillion as of December 31st. So the million-dollar question, how are they going to print $17 trillion worth of money to protect everyone? I don't believe them whatsoever, but anyways, the move would ultimately hinge on what level of emergency authority federal regulators have and if the insurance cap can be increased without formal consent from Congress. Bloomberg's sources indicated, however, that U.S. authorities don't deem such a drastic move necessary at the moment. At recent steps taken by financial regulators are likely to be sufficient. We shall soon see. <laughs> and as such, they stated that a potential strategy is being whipped up just in case the current situation gets worse. Quoting Tim.com, the U.S. government says it studies ways to guarantee all bank deposits if the banking crisis grows. They say that because they know that the banking crisis will grow. Yeah, seems like it. They don't have the $18 trillion required to protect depositors. Well, of course not. Run on the bank while you can. Gold, silver, crypto, touche. In response to Silvergate, Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank going bust in recent weeks. The Fed rolled out the $25 billion bank term funding program on March 13th as the government pushed to stem any further contagion. Good luck to them. Meanwhile, in March 20th at the press briefing, the White House press secretary was specifically asked if the federal government was supportive of a push from small and mid-sized banks to expand FDIC insurance beyond a quarter million dollars. And but Jean Pierre was tight-lipped on the Biden administration's view, saying that our goal is to ensure that the financial system is stable and emphasizing that creating a fair playing field was the focus of the Treasury as well as the bank regulators, quoting her again, as you saw due to our actions this week as the direction of the president, Americans should be confident of their deposits. We'll be there when they're there, or sorry, we'll be there when they and when they need them. I don't sound so uh, confident in uh, what they had to share. And it, they didn't even seem confident. I saw Janet Yellen trying to say the same BS and so on. Again, what our focus is going to be, we don't have any new announcements at this time, but clearly we want to make sure that our financial system is stable. Well, I'm going to ask the million dollar question in the chat. How many of you believe this nonsense that the U.S. banking system and their money is stable? I don't buy into it for a second. You know what I mean? Which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss CBDCs not taking part in Florida as per their governor, Ron DeSantis. And shout out to DeSantis for making a strong, you know what I mean, opposal against them and calling them out. Does he have the power to prevent that from happening? Who knows? But nonetheless, it's uh, something I wasn't expecting. So in a speech shared over Twitter on Monday, DeSantis recalled Biden's digital asset executive order in March 2022, which called on government agencies to explore the creation of a CBDC. Quitting him here, it provides the government with a direct view over all consumer activities, said the governor, noting that CBDCs are different from cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. What the central bank digital currency is all about is surveilling Americans and controlling behavior of Americans. He continued and 
Chinese right. And while crypto networks like Bitcoin are technically not private, all transactions are visible on the public blockchain, they're still anonymous. Anyone across the world is free to access the network without needing to identify themselves or their wallets. And by contrast, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell had previously claimed that a potential CBDC would be the inverse of that. All network users would be identified and vetted, but their transaction history would remain private. Nonetheless, DeSantis uh, likened the potential CBDC to the China's digital yuan, where the People's Bank of China surveils spending habits and can cut off access to goods and services. He also cited Nigeria as a cautionary tale, where the central bank has capped ATM withdrawals to boost the adoption of its e-nera, which triggered riots just last month. That's right. Now, the governor fears that if such a currency took hold in the U.S., that the government can use it to censor transactions that they disapprove of, such as firearms and gasoline. And Bitcoin, you're opening up a major can of worms and handing a central bank huge amounts of power. He continued, DeSantis is hardly the first to speak against CBDCs. We also have Congressman Tom Emmer, who introduced a bill last month to ban the Federal Reserve from issuing a CBDC to consumers, citing similar criticisms surrounding surveillance. Senator Ted Cruz also introduced a similar bill March of last year to ensure that the government doesn't centralize and control cryptocurrency. Now, besides CBDCs, DeSantis also criticized the Fed's choice to bail out Silicon Valley bank depositors. The move applied to deposits beyond the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, standard 250000 limit, which was criticized by many European regulators. The governor believes the move was a demonstration of the Fed's willingness to break the rules when implementing a CBDC. They will use that in ways that benefit their agenda, he argued. And he also touched on the Fed's new bank term funding program, which has been used to inject $300 billion back into the economy within a week of SVB's collapse. DeSantis noted that the move had wiped out half of the progress made by the Fed in reducing the money supply throughout the past year in order to tame inflation. Are you interested in giving these economic central planners more power over your economy? No, we cannot have that happening, he said. So again, shout out to uh, DeSantis and Tom Emmer and everyone uh, opposed and standing against the evil of the CBDCs, which takes us to our next story of the day. If you missed this interview, Jack Maulers was on fire. This was actually on TV, and he lit a fire on everyone's butt. Uh, so I'm going to share this. Strike CEO Jack Maulers believes Bitcoin is primed to pump following the Fed's $300 billion injection into the banking sector last week. And he also predicts that the U.S. dollar is entering a new era of persistently high inflation, which will only benefit Bitcoin. That's right. Speaking with CNBC, it's Cohen. Anchor Kelly Evans asked the CEO why people should expect Bitcoin to moonshot following a banking crisis, the likes of which have historically been deflationary periods. She cited former Coinbase CTO Balaji, who predicted last week that the dollar would hyperinflate and send the Bitcoin price to a million dollars within the next 90 days. Now, Mahler's argument was pretty simple. Bitcoin is a fixed supply money, whereas the dollar is not, meaning Bitcoin will appreciate against dollars as more of the latter enters circulation. Money printer go burr. He said, the only thing that's clear to us and clear to our customers is that you cannot hold and save in dollars anymore. Ain't telling no lies. Now, the Fed backstopped banks with $300 billion as a part of the new bank term funding program last week, erasing half the progress it already made, shrinking its balance sheet over the past year. And the central bank has been attempting to quell persistently high inflation, which reached a high of 9.1% in June, back to its target 2% rate. And though inflation remains hot at 6%, probably way higher than that, obviously. 
obviously, right? Markets have already shortened their time frame on when they expect the Fed to start cutting rates from quarter one, 2024 to June of 2023. And according to Mahler's, inflation within a 5 to 10% range will now be normalized. Quoting him here, they had to backstop these things with new money. He continued, referring to banks struggling in the wake of Silicon Valley banks collapse. You're seeing scarce assets and risk on assets actually be big winners here. And also we have the BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes, who published a blog post last Thursday offering similar predictions, stating that the Fed's new program will usher in infinite money printing. And you already know, with number go up technology and Bitcoin, bring it. And besides Hayes and Mahler's on-chain analytics firm Glassnode noted that the key on-chain indicators that Bitcoin has returned to the early bull market territory with over 122,000 new Bitcoin entities, which were created each day last week, an amount greater than 90% of the days in Bitcoin's history. Meanwhile, transactions reached a total of 309,500 per day, a sign that investor activity is increasing. Quitting Glassnode, Few longer-term investors appear to be motivated to take profits into this rally, signaling a remarkable strength and a reflection of the beliefs held about Bitcoin's important role in the future of the global financial system. So there you have it. And quoting Jack Mullers, and if you didn't see this video interview, I'll include it in the show notes below the video in the description because, once again, it's fire. But quoting him here, there are only two things I can guarantee in this world. Number one, nobody can live forever. And number two, nobody can create more than 21 million Bitcoin. For everything else, there are always be more supply given enough demand that's why the only two things i truly value are my life and my bitcoin say it out loud brother i love that um, one of my favorite new quotes and with that being shared now let's break down this one million dollar uh, 90 day prediction and the latest updates surrounding it and then we'll dive into the latest outlook from uh, the macro guru raul powell along with his six-figure uh, bitcoin price uh, prediction. Then we'll dive into some live Q&A. Former Coinbase executive Balaji is making a seriously bold Bitcoin prediction based on his belief that the U.S. dollar could follow in the footsteps of a fiat currency that collapsed about 100 years ago. That's right. Last week, he caught the attention of crypto traders after placing a million dollar bet that Bitcoin would skyrocket to a million dollars in just 90 days. Now, the former Coinbase chief executive officer is doubling down on his extremely bullish stance as he tells his almost 900,000 Twitter followers that the US dollar can soon mirror the state of Weimar, Germany, marking the following of the defeat of Germany in World War One. Quoting him here, imagine this graph. But in fast forward, that's what happens when people exit a failing fiat currency and enter gold. In this case, they'll exit the dollar and enter digital gold, a.k.a. Bitcoin. The bet isn't a way to make money. It's a way to alert innocent dollar hodlers. Get to Bitcoin. That's right. Get yourself some Bitcoin, especially if you don't have any already. In 1923, the Weimar marks collapsed due to a period of hyperinflation, which saw its value plummet against the U.S. dollar. And during that time, one dollar was equal to one trillion marks. Whoa. Now, he also is blaming the Fed for the current banking crisis that led to the collapse of SVB, Signature Bank, and Silvergate. And according to the angel investor, the Fed sold U.S. Treasuries to banks and then raised interest rates at a historic pace, a move that negatively impacted the value of the bonds. Quoting him again, many people tried to pin SVB on tech scapegoats as if your business checking account bankrupt a $200 million bank. The Fed was, of course, the culprit. Sell bonds to everyone. Promptly devalue them cover up the subsequent insolvency and deny 
responsibility. And according to him, the world will witness massive changes this year, catalyzed by the devaluation of the dollar. Quitting him again, this year may be one for the books, the devaluation of the dollar, the rise of Bitcoin, the global flippening to the east. Even for someone who was thinking about these trends, the pace of change will feel shockingly, disorientingly fast. It reminds me a bit of the early 1900s. In 1910, if you still had nine royals meeting, the old world of princess was still around and seemingly immortal, but under the surface, technology had changed everything, and the 20th century roared into existence just a few years later. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding his bullish $1 million Bitcoin price prediction by June 17th? Do you feel there is a probability? And as Nipsey the mascot is shaking his tail. Let us know in the comments right down below. And now let's dive into the latest from the macro guru, Raul Powell, before we dive into some live Q&A. Real Vision CEO Raul Powell is updating his outlook on Bitcoin after a massive rally amid U.S. banking failures. In a new YouTube uh, interview he did with Pompliano, Powell predicts that Bitcoin could increase by nearly 80% in under a year. Powell expects Bitcoin price to rise as high as $50,000 in part from short-selling squeezes as people wrongly bet on the king crypto declining in value. Take that, bears. A short squeeze happens when traders who shorted an asset decide to cut their losses in response to an unexpected price bump. The squeeze subsequently fuels more rallies. Powell also disagrees with a recent prediction from the former Coinbase chief technology officer, Balaji, that Bitcoin will hit a million dollars in just 90 days. Here's what he had to say. Uh, he got zero chance of being right. Wow. So he's ultimately saying there is no probability that can happen. But what he is doing is spending a million bucks or two million bucks on marketing. What is an important concept now? Or yeah, and I think that's fine. I get it. My general thesis is the market is going to be squeezier than people expect. So I think we probably get to $50,000 faster than most people expect. Is it this year? Is it within 12 months? Probably. Now, Powell says he expects Bitcoin to ultimately reach six figures, but does not suggest when. Quitting him again. Over time, does it take out $100,000? Does it take it to $250,000? Well, of course it does. It's just a matter of when. And the timing part is the red herring. You know, if you've got a long enough time horizon and the trend rate of adoption and the rise in the price of the asset over time beats all the other assets, you're under no motivation to do anything else but HODL. Now, Bitcoin's performance in 2023 is looking more similar to 2013 than 2019, which saw a correction, according to Powell. He says he anticipates the banking turmoil will prompt the Fed to increase liquidity, which has historically led to a strong Bitcoin performance. Quoting him again here, Bitcoin massively outperforms in the bull market and then pulls back when the liquidity comes out of the system again, but it keeps going up. So yes, I think there is a potential setup here for Bitcoin and the whole crypto market actually to be shockingly strong, more like 2013 than 2019. 2019, we had that big correction. This time around, I don't think we're going to see that. I think we are going to see all of the central banks falling into place because there are banking issues both in Europe and the US and China has its own issues. So that they've all got the same issue, which is debt. They're all going to have to stimulate. I think it is more likely to play out like 2013, which is very squeezy, than sideways consolidation, then very squeezy. And to watch this video he did entitled Bitcoin and the 2023 financial crisis, along with Pompliano, check the show notes below the video in the description. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.